Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Player Profile and Projections. We are back at the stadium. It's a new day. We have new clothes. If you didn't notice, I got my Apple hat on. Jerry has his white one, kind of matching in that way. I'm one of your co-hosts. It's not new for me, though. I wore this yesterday. I had my black Mets hat on. <laughs> I my white Mets hat, I guess. Uh, we're back with another position player on the New York Mets. Starling Marte is today's episode. This should be a fun one. Kind of, you know, a big piece of the Mets lineup from last year that I think not a lot of people appreciated enough you know i don't it was one of those things where we didn't appreciate him until he was gone mm. when he was out that last part of the year and even when he came back he wasn't 100 percent. you truly saw the kind of weight that he carried in that lineup and on the in the outfield um and i, I took it for granted i didn't think his impact was quite as heavy as it was until he was gone it's like one of those you know when you break up with your with your girlfriend or significant other and then you're like man they treated me really nice and you didn't appreciate it kind of things. I agree. And it was really nice seeing Brandon Nimmo, Starling Marte, Francisco Lindor, Pete Alonso, one, two, three, four, every day in the lineup, knowing you can rely on that kind of thing. That's a tough one to talk over. Yeah, it's pretty tough. And we're back. It was really nice just having Brandon Nimmo, Starling Marte, uh, Francisco Lindor, Pete Alonso, one, two, three, four in that lineup every day, knowing you can count on those guys. Day in and day out. Is that Deb. the order you want this year? That's the order I want this year. If it ain't Nemo, broke, don't fix it. Marte, Lindor, Alonso. I mean, you can throw McNeil up there, have some fun there. That's Marte, that's fifth. Oh, is that what you're thinking? Uh, no. I mean, do you put McNeil uh, ahead, give Marte a few lesser at-bats, maybe keep his older legs healthy? That's a thought process. It's definitely something the Mets have to weigh because they did get 118 games out of starting Marte last year, but... At the, end of, at the end of the stretch in September, that's when we lost him. That's when kind of the offense started to hit a skid, and you really felt the void of him in that lineup. Uh, I really liked him at the two spot, putting that speed at the top of the lineup. We're also going to talk about the stolen bases. And if stolen bases are something... Oh, he's coming around again. He's coming on the backside here. Shout out to Palmdale. <laughs> Thank you to Palmdale. Not a sponsor for today's episode. A sponsor for today's episode, though, is the DraftKings Sportsbook. Do you like that segue? How about it? Might as well take advantage of the trucks in the background. Why not? Guys, thank you to DraftKings for sponsoring today's episode. What's better than watching NBA action? It's an easy answer. Watching the Mets play an inter-squad game where the major leaguers take on the minor leaguers. That's easy. But you can't bet on that. You can only bet on NBA action right now. And you could be a part of it at the DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. Tap into all the excitement with a click of a button. New customers can place $5 on any pregame Moneyline bet and get $150 if that bet cashes. Use that bonus money, put it on some same-game parlays, combine some bets, and get an even bigger payout at the end of the day if you know what you're doing. So download their free and easy-to-use app now. Use our code SHEA, S-H-E-A. It doesn't say it on the banner this time. Sorry, guys, we forgot the banner. New customers can place $5 on any pregame Moneyline bet and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins only at the DraftKings Sportsbook 
with Code Shea. Thank you to them for sponsoring today's PPP. And Jerry, can you tell me a little bit about the year that Sterling Marte had in 2022? I can. Beautiful. Uh, he played in 118 games, had a, just over 500 plate appearances, hit 16 homers with 60, 63 RBI, had 24 doubles, 76 runs scored, uh, and 18 stolen bases. His final line was he had 292, 347 on base, and a 468 slug for an amazing 3F4 and a 136 weighted runs created plus. 136 which is, is high. 136. That is way higher than I think and I would have And he missed significant time due to injury, yeah. but one that, given his benefit, wasn't his fault. He got hit by a pitch and fractured his middle finger. Mitch Keller in Pittsburgh. <laughs> Mitch Keller gets a lot of hate from Mets I think fans. he's a Mets villain now. Yeah, kind of yeah. That's one of those things. Jerry, I'm looking at the stat line. There's a lot that I like, but there's one thing that kind of surprises me. Because when I think of Starling Marte, I think of blazing speed. And I think 18 stolen bases felt a little bit low last year. And I think it was something we saw a lot early in the season. He was getting caught a lot. I think he was, you know, taking a little too many opportunities in the beginning of the season, trying to make things happen on the base paths. And I think later in the season, he was picking his spots a lot better, but it was one of his poorest stolen base seasons of his entire career, which I found surprising. I think it might have been the worst. I think he's got thrown out in the first five attempts or something crazy yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he was trying to force it early, and he realized that he just needs to stay on base but with Lindor and Alonso behind with their 100-plus RBI right. during the whole season. I think that's what I talked with Nimmo about, too, is I'm not sure this team is going to force the stolen base, even with the bigger, excuse me, even with the bigger bases, even with the uh, limited number of pickup, pickoff attempts mm. with the new rules. Forgot about that. Um, I do think they will take advantage, but overall, I think if it's a 50-50 coin flip, because it becomes a math, they know the pop times, they know the pitcher times to the plate, and then if their lead and, and time to second base can beat that, or if it's a coin flip, I don't think they, they take that chance. So I think those numbers might stay lower than his average. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Uh, last year he went 18 for 27, which was 67%. It was the lowest stolen base rate of his entire career, the first time he was under 70%. I think the reason I found it staggering is because the year before he had one of his best stolen base seasons ever. He was 47 for 52, splitting time in uh, Oakland and Miami. Uh, so I found it a little bit shocking there, but I think that, you know, we always talk about how we want Nimmo to stay off the base path yep. so we can keep him healthy because that's not a part of his game that I think he needs because he excels at so many other things. But if you can get it out of Starling Marte, I think you'd like that. I agree with you on that. There's another deterrent uh, in the National League East uh, to stolen bases, and that is how good defensively the catchers are right. in this division. Especially the NL East. You have that, that's in that, didn't I say that? I think it's the National Okay. Either way, I was talking about our division, the National League East. Wow, either way, we'll figure it out. <laughs> uh, you have JT Realmuto, who's the best in the biz. You have Sean Murphy coming over from Oakland, who's the best in the biz. You have Jacob that. Stallings, who's a defensive stalwart. And you have Kyber Ruiz, who's kind of underrated and coming into his own defensively uh, in, in Washington. So those are four really, really good catchers who defend against the run very well. And you have that all-around schedule, so you'll be playing more of the other teams, less of the NL East rivals that the Mets saw so much last year. But yeah, it's something to factor in. Another thing you have to factor in, too, is the injury history of Starling Marte. I will say, last year, he stayed healthy aside from the freak injury that was the hit-by-pitch, but he does have that lineage of 
rib fractures. He has the abdominal contusion in 2019, oblique strains, back tightness. This goes all the way back to 2016. So a key for the Mets is going to be load managing Starling Marte, probably not giving him too much run in center field, which you don't need to do because he brought back Brandon Nimmo, and just keeping him on the field as much as you can. But when they were in the uh, stretch of things during you know May, June, July, I remember Starling Marte playing most days. That one, two, three, four was pretty static at the top of the lineup. I mean, he was definitely like a key piece uh, in that middle of the season. There's something interesting here in the notes from Dalton uh, in his innings one through three, so basically his first time up in the order, like that leadoff inning, he batted 323, Mm. or I'm sorry, yeah, 323, and then in his last at-bat in seven through nine, he batted 248. I mean, that's pretty good coming against... That's a 100-point swing, basically. Yeah, but still, that's not that bad considering the elite arms at the back end. I think 248, you'll take that in those innings. It's weird how you kind of take 248 these days, you know, because that's kind of just league average batting (laughs) average now. I mean, well, Steamer has a lot of projections in line for Starling Marte. Two big ones that I see are 133 games played, which is really encouraging because that allots to 600 plate appearances. And also 30 stolen bases is on the mark for them. So they do see him improving in that category as well. But 26 doubles, another 16 home run season, pretty much the same in terms of offensive categories, extra base hits and stuff like that. Run scored is pretty static as well. 266 average, 324 on base, and a 419 slugging for a 115 weighted runs created plus season and 2.7 war. These are good numbers, and I expect Starling Marte to be capable of putting up even better numbers, but I'd also take this to the bank, I think. Yeah, I think that would be a solid, a very good season for, for what he's being asked to do. I think their steamers projecting him to lose a little bit offensively, a little bit more of that thump. They have him in 100 more plate appearances in the same number of basically the same number of doubles and homers, uh, bringing his slugging down, you know, what is that, almost 140 points, which is, or almost 50 points, which is pretty significant. But I'm excited for the 30 stolen bases because I think that's going to be a fun aspect of what he brings to the table, something we missed last year, even though he was very good and very important to the Mets. I think this iteration of the new New York Mets, the 23 edition, I think his speed will play a factor. No, I definitely agree. And I think the Mets were able to thrive without it. But also, the the peskiness of the Mets is what we loved. You know, a lot of long at-bats, soft contact, able to get on base and stuff like that. Adding speed to that equation as well would make for a really dynamic offense, especially at the top with Lindor and his stolen base capability as well. Uh, I think year two of this Starling Marte contract is going to be pretty big, obviously, and that's, you know, a given there. But it's a four-year, $78 million deal. I think year one, we can consider a success. You would have loved to have him in the home stretch and healthy for the playoff run. Also, kudos to Starling Marte for playing through what I imagine is immense pain in that wild card series just to get back on the field and try and give the Mets a lineup a chance. But I'm glad he'll be fully healthy. It looks like he's going to take BP for the first time today, or I think he did yesterday, and this is obviously coming out later. But it looks like we were getting that fully healthy version of Starling Marte, and hopefully he can stay on the field as much as he can. He's going to be, what, 34 years old this year. Contract will be up when he's 36. I still think you can get four good years out of Starling Marte. I do worry a little bit about his deterioration from speed because this guy is dynamic and father time is undefeated because as an athlete your body gets slower your reaction times get less I am a little bit worried I do think this year is going to be a good year for him but it is one of those things where all these little nagging injuries again last year it was a pit by pitch and he played through the pain I think he's a dynamic player but I do worry a little bit if his speed 
takes a step back how he maintains that kind of level. And you know, if he gives you that 118 to 120 games again, and it's just spread out over a full season, they give him time off for minor injuries and stuff like that, I think you're still very, very happy. Plus, you have additions like Tommy Pham. What are you going to get out of Darren Ruff, who can also play a corner outfield spot that can give Stalling Marte time off? And they do different things. Obviously, they're not the speedsters that Marte is. They don't have the cannon that Marte has in right field, but they can still bring a lot to this lineup if they're at their best. And that's the best case scenario, really, because I don't think you want Stalling Marte out there for 140 games. That would worry me. Okay, so that brings us into my audible of an over-under. Segway. And it's games played, and okay. it's and it's... It's pretty significant. I don't see him getting a ton of DH time because of some of the other things. I think if he's off, he's off. Yeah. Um, so I want to set the first over-under on games played. Last year he played in 118. You talked about 140 being that number. Steamer hasn't projected at 133. I'm going to set it at 129.5. It's a good mark. I think if you said like a 120 and a half. I might have taken the over, but 129, that gets into it more interesting territory because that means Stalling Marte is healthy for the full run of the season, you know, in all aspects. He's getting that time off when he needs it. So that means he would get 130 games played, which is about what his projection is. You know, I'll, um, I'll take the under here. And I think it's not, it's not a bad under because I not. think I'm still happy if he gets even 110 to 120 games. Because I just want the healthy version of him, and I want him in the lineup when it matters most. You know, we talked about missing him in the lineup down the stretch, and he was back for that wild card game. But if you look at that game and you look at his at bats, you can tell that he's not a hundred percent. He played through so much pain. I mean, that finger was not healed up, and every he had like a time full cast on his hand, every time the bat made contact with the baseball, it radiated through, and you can see it. And this is one of the toughest guys in the league, right. and to watch him pushed through it, never never complained, never told anybody in the media that he was dealing with it, but it was completely obvious. And, he, you know, he's a warrior, one of those kinds of guys. Also so literally like looks it. like a Greek god, so you he know, does, to factor that in He's well. kind of chiseled. Yeah, the uh, one thing I remember is just he sailed that throw from right field, and I think everybody in the stadium knew at that point, like, uh, this guy should not be on the yeah, field. Yeah, right on your throwing hand, that's one of those things. Right. Um, so I'll take the under. I will take the under for basically wow. the same amount of reasons. Okay. Like, one is... I don't think they want him to play 140 games. Right. And two, I think they might put him on the IL if he's got any bit of hiccup throughout the year. A guy built like that, a guy with speed, he might have a tight hamstring a day. Yeah. And at 34 years old this year, I think they're going to be extra cautious with him. And they have the depth with Tommy Pham, right. um, with McNeil possibly being able to go out there, whatever the case may be. I think they keep him under that number. So I'm going to take the under. I like the double under there. Hopefully he proves us wrong and stays Shocker, healthy. Shocker, we agree. I know. I, was, I thought you were going over And again, over that there. might not be prove us wrong. That yeah. might be a, that's a, a by design kind mm -hmm. of thing. So we'll see. I like the over under that Max gave us for Marte, which pertains to stolen bases. We talked a lot about speed this episode. He set the mark at 21 and a half. Now I want to go through his stolen base history really quick just to preface this. 18 last year, he had his lowest stolen base rate that we mentioned before, 47 the year before, and then the last full season before that in 2019, he had 25 stolen bases. So I kind of like the 21 and a half mark, and I'll kind of defer to you to let you answer first. I'm hammering the over on I'm this I'm hammering one. it too. I'm I really he think that. he wants to make a statement. I think he wants to go out there and steal. I wouldn't be surprised if he, he reaches 40 this year. Wow. I really do think 
the stolen bases like or the bags being enlarged mm. help a guy with that kind of speed give a little bit more of an edge to where those I mean he got thrown out he took some those first five I think attempts where he got thrown out it was like bang bang perfect throws and now imagine adding three inches to each side of the base so that's an you know that's a significant portion and he's safe in all those so I think he takes advantage of some of these new rules and I think he uses his his speed to his advantage so I I'm taking the over and I'm I don't have to, but I'm going to say way over. Yeah, I think I'm in agreement there. And we well, see, shock we, if we, we both agree on everything. <laughs> uh, I feel like we saw, it, not only just Marte, but we saw so many stolen bases go to replay, and then you see the replay, and his hand is hovering over the bag about a centimeter, and there's a tag placed on him, or he comes off for a second. I'm hoping that that goes away a considerable amount with the new rules in place. I hope that stolen bases re-enter the game, because I kind of feel like they're fading from the game, and you have... One of the fastest lineups in baseball that didn't really do a lot of stealing bases last year, a little bit less than I expected, yep. and he's got to be at the forefront of it. Yeah, I think so. That's one of the things MLB and the commissioner's office has been so adamant about bringing back into the game because every survey that they do about what what do the fans miss in the game, right. stolen bases is always number one. They're yeah, they're exciting. They're you know, one of the highlights of any off season or any postseasons, I mean, is that Dave Roberts stolen base. Um, you know, that's one of the most iconic moments in postseason history because everyone in that stadium, including the pitcher and catcher and infielders, uh, knew that he was going to steal that base or at least try to. And it was dynamic because you can see a little bit of cat and mouse going on. So I do think that there's these rules, a lot of teams, and I think some of the, the teams that are tanking, I think they're going to try to push their guys to, to learn that, that aspect of the game. Uh, and I think Marte uses it to his advantage. One last question for you before we wrap up. I won't phrase this as an over-under. I just want to get your gut feeling on it. Do you think we could see a 2020 season from Starling Marte? Absolutely. He's never really been, shockingly enough, a home run kind of guy. You feel like he has more pop than he does, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It might be because he took the only pitch I ever threw to him deep. Uh, (laughs) But... (laughs) He's got two Uh, 20-homer seasons. He's got two. I don't think he he gets there. I, I just... It might be. I just do think that that he focuses a lot more on his speed aspect, and he's never really been a home run hunter kind of guy. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it happens, but I don't see it happening. He also doesn't need it to be an effective hitter either. He's a doubles machine. I'm excited for him. I'm really happy to have him back and healthy, and hopefully the Mets can do their best to give him some protection this year. But I think that's all we got on Starlin. Y'all good? Let's go Mets. Let's go Mets. Stay tuned. Tomorrow, new episode drops. Wow. Every day until opening day, I think, right? That's the schedule? That's the schedule. Because we haven't mentioned it, but that'll do it, I guess. From Clover Park, it's me a jolly. Cloverfield. Cloverfield, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Nice move. That's why. 